0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: A group of ram raiders are meeting in juvenile detention. Uh, This is according to a police report that also shows there's been a 400% increase in the number of ram raids compared to five years ago. And only 37%. Very, very few ram raids result in enforcement action. With us now is youth development worker Aaron Hendry. Hey, Aaron. Sure. Now, these guys meeting in, in juvie, are they meeting and hatching plans for ram raids specifically or just plans to be naughty generally?
0: Look, um, you know, what we see is, you know, young people, when they are really disconnected and, um, you know, don't have a long, strong community around them, you know, that's where they're making their friends uh, and often when they're coming out of the justice system, you know, they're not coming out to a lot of support. Um, they're not coming out to a lot of care and love often. And, um, you know, they're having to fend for themselves. And so those relationships carry on into the community.
1: So, they, they form relationships and then suddenly ram raids become popular, and that's the thing they do with each other.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we're definitely seeing a bit of a trend around the ram raids. Um, but I think it's really important for us to ground this conversation and, and some context around why our young people are in this space. You know, I think, I think what we need to start asking our, ourselves is. You know, why is it that we have children, you know, 13, 14, 17, who are getting into cars and driving into buildings? And, um, you know, what we see is that, you know, we've got young people who are severely traumatised, who are really disconnected, who are experiencing some really extreme poverty. Um, You know, a lot of the young people in this group are young people that are experiencing homelessness um, who have unstable housing and really don't have any hope for their future. Um, and, And this is the cycle that they're in. And mm-hmm. So we need to be thinking how do we disrupt this and how do we ensure that actually our young people do have hope and they can see that there is a future for themselves outside
1: How of this? do we Aaron
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's it's starting to deal with some of those real underlying factors, the reasons why our young people are in these situations in the first place. And that's going hard on poverty, you know, ensuring that our young people actually have the resources that they need to live good quality lives. Um, You know, I know some young people that have gone through this um, who have been involved. And, you know, these are young people that have nothing, you know, have literally been sleeping rough. Um, and don't have good, safe, supportive people around them. So, you know, that's another part, actually investing in our communities. You know, if you go to our communities, you ask, what is it that you need? Um, You know, there's so many ideas out there. There's so many people that are willing to work and, and do what needs to be done. But often the community is lacking the resources. So we need to create communities of belonging. We need to invest in youth workers to ensure we can create those spaces where young people can be connected. Um, where they can get those support and create communities of belonging that are safe and uh, are fruitful and can help them lead you know, Aaron, lead meaningful lives. I,
1: I'm not I'm not meaning any disrespect to you because I ca- I can tell that you actually care, but I cannot tell you the number of people that I've heard say exactly the same. The number of people I've spoken to in my career who say exactly what you're saying now over years and years and years. So what I mean, apart from saying well, yeah. nobody's listening, why are they not listening to this? What do how do yeah. we break this?
0: Yeah, and uh, and uh, and. Um, I, I can tell you that when we do these things, it works, you know, when, and I, from first-hand experience. When, so have you, know, you when gone you... to the
1: government? Have you guys gone to the government and said, okay, listen, let's do this thing. We've got a plan. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, no, it's 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 not something that is it something that's being talked about, and it's you know evidence based. Um, yeah. The community know it works. We've seen the results of it. But what do now, they say? Now, the real the real challenge here is that we have a narrative within the community that is demanding uh, punitive responses and punishment. Never mind what, but never mind what.
1: Never mind what the community is um, demanding. Okay, what when you go to the government and you say I've got a plan, this is what we need to do, and it will change things. What do they say?
0: Look, I don't think there's much disagreement that we need to be investing in our community. And what and do they do, Aaron? Our community. But however, we often lack the funding and the resources to actually implement do they give what you the we money? need to have happen. Um, you know, there's, there's some services, but there's there's a huge gap. There's a huge gap in the sort of service and the support that okay. is needed to actually do this well.
1: So you tell me, how do we get them from the point of you people on the front lines who know exactly what needs to happen, how do we get you guys the money? How do we get the politicians to free the cash up for you?
0: Yeah, it's about starting to invest in those solutions. You know, so we've just given you know huge amount of funding into uh, into uh, in police and justice, and you know, going down that direction. I mean, that funding would have been far better used going to community organisations. This era is a government going to community.
1: This is a government that has told yeah. us that they're going to fix child poverty. They're going to do all these things that need to be done. They're going to be a government of kindness. So, how do we get them to give you the money?
0: Yeah, well, I think we need to start being very clear that you know poverty is not something that it is acceptable for any of us in Aotearoa, That homelessness isn't something that actually we want to see. Um, but the we reality are clear is. About it, Aaron. We elected the well, Labor government. You know, yeah, well, I think we need to be a lot clearer that actually we don't have a stomach for anyone. So living we need to force them to take action. Yeah, I think it's as a community, we need to be vocal and we need to say, yeah, it hasn't gone far enough. It's not OK that we have children living on our streets. It's not OK that we have kids who are hungry. Um, and it's not OK that our young people are so disconnected and are so hopeless for their future. Yeah. You know what? Um, that they're, they're sort of stepping into this space.
1: I am. I am disheartened for you. That this, that this is a conversation you're probably going to have to have a thousand times before you get the resources that you actually need to do your job properly because I can hear you really want to. Aaron, thanks for your time, man. Aaron Henry, uh, Youth Development Worker.